Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today, joining me is Tori Keshenjay. She is the VP Brand Marketing at Coldwell Banker. Tori, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am doing well. Excited to have you on the show. Talk all things real estate, marketing, the future of marketing. How do we manage multiple tiers of a business when we look at having agents and consumers and brands? I'm excited to get into all that. Before we do, I want to let you kind of set the table, though. Bring us back. Tell us your story. How did you get into marketing? Was it always the plan? Were you an accidental marketer? I'm always interested to hear how people <laughs> found their way. I love that. An accidental marketer. I'll take you way back. As little Tori, I was always scribbling stories somewhere. I wanted to be a storyteller from a very, very young age and then quickly realized that, you know, writing a novel or writing the short story wasn't the full picture. I'm also a very practical person. So I wanted to add another layer to it, the business element and, and learn how can you tell a story but make people moved enough to do something and have that turn into you know an action. So marketing, I think, was always there, but it really started with this love of storytelling. And from there, I started out my career actually in the publishing space, really thinking that you know, the story was what I was after um, and then really graduated to more of a brand marketer role. Um, I worked in a financial services company after that. And while I loved the work that I was doing, I wanted a brand that really represented who I was and what I believed in. And really the product that I currently market is honestly the best product that exists. It's home. So um, I had an opportunity to move over to marketing in the real estate space with Coldwell Banker Real Estate. And it's been a dream come true. I get to do what I love with an amazing group of people and work on a really fulfilling mission of supporting agents and brokers who are making people's dreams come true every day and helping them find that place to come home. So it's been a lot of fun and I've got a lot of great opportunities along the way to work on some really fun projects, but it was kind of a journey to get there. But ultimately the story was what attracted me to marketing at the first place. I love it. And that kind of segues into the next question I have, which is a little industry specific, but it feels as if the last decade, the story of real estate and the market has been very much investment, make money, make money, get in now. You know, you can make so much money, investment, investment, investment. And now we're kind of seeing a shifting in the messaging, more so to what I would call, and I believe you said this on another podcast, like the emotional side of marketing, but more so that story of a home and building that neighborhood and building that community. Have you felt that shift? Has that been something like, like how do you all balance that? I guess the story of, because it is still a massive financial, you know, largely, sure. usually the biggest the biggest purchase. I always say that the real estate commission is usually like your fifth biggest purchase in your life. So we got to earn that too. <laughs> how do you balance you know, the logical, the money component, and then also like the story of home and what that means to people. Sure. It's really interesting because when you ask someone about the industry of real estate, they'll give you one answer. And then if you ask them about the value of home, they give you a very different answer. 
but it's the same product at the end of the day, right? This idea of home or property, the place that you come back to at the end of a long day. And you can and you should look at that from the two sides of your brain, right? The rational side of how much is the home worth and what is the mortgage rate I'm getting on this, all of those dollars and cents, that is a critical part of the decision-making process that you go through. But another critical part of the decision-making process that you have is, does this fit my needs? Does this work for my family? Is it in the community that I want to be a part of? And so those two pieces of the message, that emotional and rational side of the decision, and frankly, the marketing message that real estate companies and agents need to find the right balance of is how do we make sure that we're leaning into both sides of that at the right moment. And over the last several years, the real estate industry has gone through drastic you know, different turns, ups, downs, and everywhere in between. And so at different points in that journey, real estate companies have to lean heavier on one side or the other. And I think the Coldwell Banker brand was one of the very first to step a little bit further into that value of a home and that I, the emotional side of home because everyone else was talking about it in dollars and cents. And that wasn't necessarily how consumers were seeing home. They, sure, they were seeing it as an investment, maybe in that initial stage, but when they're really making that final decision, it comes down to the emotional aspects. So finding that right balance is the key to real estate marketing, I would say. Yeah, it's interesting too, right? Because like real estate is one of those industries where the sales cycle is so long between, right? On average, what is it? Five to seven years. People usually then purchase a new home and you go, okay, let's go on the short end of that and say we have a five-year window, right? How do we market and how do you all, you know, market over those five years? It can't always just be, here's a listing, buy a listing, come, you know, sell your house today, sell your house today. There has to be a lot more nurturing going into that top of funnel. Yeah. How do you all approach that when we look at like, I guess, home buyer, home seller persona or the seller persona to go, okay, we know this person's going to sell. I'm not sure the exact rate, let's say five years. Now, is there kind of like a mapped out cycle to know, okay, we want to hit them with this type of ad messaging. That's just brand, brand awareness. We, you know, we have them segmented out. We think that they're a year out or two years out or three years out from buying. Or is it more, so is that one component or is it just equipping the agents to make it really go foster those relationships and kind of leaving it up to them to know when is best within their network? It's both because there's no magical equation, right? It, nobody says, oh, well, that five-year mark is up. And so I've got a countdown of 30 days before I've got to make my next move. That's an average. So what we have to look at from the brand perspective is what are the triggers for people to move, things like life events, things like, you know, adding a new member of the family or, you know, needing to downsize or, you know, a job change. All of those things can happen really at any moment. There's averages of time. It's really both, right? Because there's, you know, no point in time, oh, five years is up. That means that I've got to move within 30 days. There's a lot of different triggers that happen throughout a person's life that will encourage them to move. So things like, you know, you're adding a member of the family or you're downsizing because a member of the family is leaving, job relocation, a lot of different triggers, but there are also barriers of why I wouldn't want to move. So the messaging that the coal banker brand has to put out there has to address all of that, right? You know, figuring out what are some of those triggers along with some of the timelines, as well as how do we help you understand why that barrier doesn't necessarily need to be there any longer. And then from the coal banker agent perspective, we have to give them ways and methods to continue the conversation with that client from day one after the sale. So we have 
programs called Clients for Life that have, you know, different um, touchpoint activities where they can invite their clients to an event. And it's not necessarily about making a sale. It's about maintaining that relationship. And that is a critical part of the marketing efforts that our real estate agents you know, perform every day. And one of the tools that we recently rolled out to give people this, this in-between point is something called the move meter, where you can come in and you can type one location versus another and look at what a different move would look like, comparing those two locations on things like quality of life, cost of living, house pricing, and just allows you to dream a little bit. And it fills that middle part of the funnel, right? It's not, you know, just giving you awareness of the Cole of Anchor brand, and it's not showing you a particular listing. It's helping you dream in that middle funnel. So it's a lot of more art than science, I would say. I think so. I think, you know, there's a large part of the market loves to window shop real estate. Like it's just, it's, you know, and it's been such a hot topic. And I'll go on the apps and look at homes and check out prices and, oh, what does it cost for a home over here? What does it cost for a home over there? You know, and I have no intention of moving from, you know, Los Angeles to a suburb in Texas, but I look <laughs> and, and <laughs> if I can do that experience, you know, within the Coldwell Banker frame of things, or if that agent has sent me that, that's amazing. I think you hit on something really, really interesting there. And it's so important for any industry. And that's that focal or the focus on retention and retention activities and actually putting in process and system. It's not sending people a magnet or a calendar. It's not 1996 anymore. They're on social media. Like, how do we actually <laughs> connect with them, you know, in a place where the consumer is and provide some value to them, right? Have you seen that the top performers or the, the really those people who stand out, are they focusing? Is it new clients in or is it they're able to just retain and kind of like be more so the shepherd versus the shark when we talk about, you know, sales? The top producers in our network are masters at relationship management. Honestly, many of them wouldn't even have to do a lot of awareness marketing because they're getting all of their almost all of their business from referrals word of mouth, people recommending them to their friends and family. So the experience that our coal banker agents provide to their client is almost, you know, a, their value proposition packaged with a bow. So if they can deliver the best possible service, both at, during the purchase or sale, but also that relationship afterwards, that's really the, you know, the marketing message that they put out there. And then the branding is just more keeping that top of mind. But our top producers are masters at that, you know, relationship building and, you know, delivering that best service. Amazing. Now I want to flip gears a little bit to really talk about brand marketing, but doing so for a company. And this is for the listener. We have listeners who work at companies that have a lot of heritage, right? We're talking companies that maybe 50 years old, 100 years old, like they have a lot behind the brand. And I'm always curious how to still be positioned as innovative when sometimes an older brand can be labeled as that old, slow. Yeah, it's the traditional, but that's the one that's moving slow. And then the new kid on the block comes out with all the, you know, all the cool tools and promotes and promotes. And it, it's like sticking to those values, but still pushing innovation as a message and that you're at the forefront. How is that for you, you know, just as a brand marketer? Is that a challenge? Are there like, are there, yeah, I would just yeah. open open the floor there. <laughs> Absolutely. You, I mean, you're reading my my mind here. So Cole Banker, a lot of people get confused. We fight the English language all the time. Everybody thinks we're a financial services company because of our name, but it's actually the name of the two founders, Colbert Coldwell and Arthur Banker. Um, and we were founded... Uh, we'll turn 117 years old this year. We we're founded in 1906. So we have, you know, a very long 
heritage and legacy, which we believe is one of our greatest assets that we've seen the ups and downs of the, the real estate market. And we've come out the other side, not just stronger, but continue to be a leader in the space. So we lean on our, our legacy and heritage, you know, as a strong suit, but to your point, that idea of innovation is always questioned because of our heritage. One of our core values is ingenuity. So you use the word innovation. Innovation is just something new. Ingenuity is about looking at something and seeing a better way. So that has always been at the core of who Cola Banker is. The reason we were founded is because our founders saw a better way of doing real estate um, that was more ethical and put the, the client first. But just because we were one of the first movers in the real estate industry in the U.S. doesn't mean that those firsts haven't stopped. We were the first to put listings online. We were the first to be on YouTube with real estate videos. We were the first to deliver an AI app to our real estate professionals that put big data in their hands, their fingertips. So those firsts have really continued. And so balancing that message of, yes, we are you know, a historied brand, storied brand, but we also continue to deliver on those firsts. And we're always looking at, is there a better way to deliver for our clients, for our agents, for our brokers? Cool. Yeah, it's definitely a challenge, but I like to see how other people approach that because uh, it's staying at that forefront. And I guess you show it, right? You show it through things like the app. You show it through the, the service level that people give to the consumers and they go, oh, okay, that was, you know, from starting touch point to last, that was pretty fantastic. Yeah, that's very cool. And I kind of want to talk a little bit about the new age and AI is the big buzzword and chat GPT and marketers are terrified of it. There's like three camps. I think <laughs> I think there's the chat GPT is going to solve all my problems camp and AI is like, I don't have to do anything. I can press a button and it'll write a movie for me. Then there's the other people who are like, it's the boogeyman and it's horrible and blah, blah, blah. And then there's like the third party, which is just like completely indifferent and acting like eyes wide shut is just like, they're totally like, yeah, 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 sure, whatever. I'm just going to keep going as is. How do you see, I guess, like AI, and I know that's a very, very general statement, but in particular, I guess in the short term, how do you see it affecting marketing, in particular real estate marketing? Is there anything that, that jumps out or you've been uh, you know, thinking about with regards to that? So the areas where I see it playing a, an impact in real estate marketing is in things like targeting, understanding the consumer you're going after, understanding what that profile looks like, you know, with feeder markets constantly changing, how do you stay up on, on top of that aspect of your marketing plan? But from the real estate agent perspective, there's a reason that the real estate agent still exists. Even with all of this technology and all the capabilities that we have at our fingertips, the real estate agent still provides this advisory Role. They are the guide through the real estate process because for many people, it's not, it's not simple. There's no checklist necessarily that you can go through and, and it's not as easy to do on your own. So I still think from our perspective, the value proposition is the real estate agent and the service that they provide where AI can support our marketing efforts is digging deeper into how do we ensure we're getting the right message in front of the right person at the right time and that sort of dynamic delivery of a message that needs to be so tailored. The requirements of someone looking at one type of property in one market is so different than what someone might, in a different market might be looking at. So I do see it playing a role for us, um, but I do think there are limits. Yeah, I agree. I think things like writing property descriptions and stuff like that could be, you know, 
will start to become like, okay, right. Yeah. Things like that. (laughs) I think could do at scale and take out the grammatical errors and things like that. I'm like, okay. And if you want to hop in and do it yourself, you can, but I could see, you know, solutions like that more in the interim where it's like put in your details and then it writes it. Absolutely. I know a lot of real estate agents that would love that. (laughs) That's probably one of the most time consuming things they have to work on in terms of marketing. I forget the statistic, but it was something like, this is a dated statistic, like 2015, but it was, if there's grammatical errors in the listing description, they sold like weeks later, just with like having grammatical errors. And I was like, whoa, those little things that are just, when you look at millions of listings and everything, the the little, you know, correlation to, to pull out, which is interesting. Totally. And even just like the first image that they choose to put in, in their listing package online can make a huge difference if you put the pool versus the, you know, front door. Yeah. A hundred percent. The next thing I'm just more so interested with marketers in general. And one of the missions of this show is to give marketers the equipment and tools to not be seen as the arts and crafts department. That's like one of my missions is like, <laughs> I think times I get that. tough. Yeah. We can just be seen as that of like the sales side goes in the product side. Are like, well, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? How, what's the actual tie back? Show me the row ass. Like sh- I want to know exactly what that brand campaign, you know, it's kind of the curse of having more data is now we're just like, they they want a linear line from like watching a branded 30 second spot to becoming a lead and it's like non-linear but i'm curious to know if there's any advice or anything you've picked up that's kind of like a nugget you could give to the listener to be like oh here's like a great way for you know a brand marketer to demonstrate the value and be seen as the profit center or as a profit center within the business and not necessarily you know a cost center sure so i would say as a marketer you shouldn't be doing something if you can't measure it And there's different types of measurement. So there's the traditional measurement that you would think of, you know, things like media performance that are a little bit more, your brain immediately understands, okay, I'm spending a dollar, I want to understand what it's doing for me. But then there's also things like message effectiveness. And there are tools out there that can help you measure how is my creative, my advertising resonating with the audience I'm putting it in front of and be able to make small tweaks to your creative to make it even more effective. We use a tool called Ace Metrics, now iSpot TV, to do that with our creative effectiveness measurement. And we've had the number one rated ad in the real estate industry now for 11 years running. And we can state that those that see our advertising are three times more likely to work with a cultural banker agent than those who do not see our advertising. We also, on the media side, conduct what's called a market mix model which is a pretty standard practice in the world of media to get to that ROAS, um, that return on ad spend. And for an industry like us, where that journey and that path from first contact to the sale or purchase of a home can be years long and a billion touch points in between, helps us understand what impacted the media and marketing efforts that we're doing have on that journey and what impact did other driving factors like mortgage rate increases versus our total agent count, all of those various environmental factors have on that ROAS. And that's one of the closest ways we're able to tell, you know, we've spent this dollar and here's what it ultimately did for us. So constantly looking for, okay, I'm about to do this thing as a marketer. How am I measuring it? And how can I be measuring it even better? I love that. And I also love the taking our head out of the sand. And what I mean by that, it's like, sometimes we get so consumed with how's our media performing? What's the reach of the media? What's the clicks? But then we don't take a second to look to say, what's the overall industry doing? Oh, COVID happened and everybody is moving. 
you know, like we work with a, a national moving company, right? A, a moving line and COVID happened. We're like, oh, dang, it's going to be, this could be a cold, you know, summer for, and then next thing you know, this moving company like did 300% in sales. <laughs> and then they're like, so what marketing worked? I'm like, there's no marketing here. It was COVID caused everyone to leave. Like it was just the demand was through the roof. Like, right. so, <laughs> you know, being able to pull back a little bit and go, okay, let's just survey the whole premise and see what's going on before we tie this to like, you know, a giant campaign success or something like that. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We all love to take credit for that, but there's a lot lot more going on than just the marketing efforts that we've got. Uh, 100%. Well, Tori, thank you so much for coming on today. Now, if anybody wants to connect with you online, what's the best place for them to, yeah, reach out to you, connect, let us know. I would say uh, my LinkedIn profile is probably the best place to go. I share a lot more personal stuff on on my other platforms. But LinkedIn, um, for sure, I'd love to connect with marketers or anyone who's interested in the real estate space, for sure. Amazing. I'll link to that in the show notes. So anybody is interested in real estate marketing, real estate, head over there, connect with Tori. Thanks again for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode. As always, hit like, share, subscribe, any of those buttons below where you're listening to this. It's much appreciated. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I'll catch you next time.